are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want to talk this morning on the subject, David encouraged himself. I do not know of a subject that excites me anymore than this subject, nor do I know of, of anything in the Christian life that could be more helpful to you than this great truth, David encouraged himself. Father, bless the message. Give me the attention of all the people, not only their eyes focused, but their minds attentive to the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. It could not have been any worse no way that David could have been in any worse circumstance. The entire city had been destroyed. Now think of that. Think of that. Think of the entire city. Suppose that, that all the city of Hammon were burned completely. Well, the entire city had been burned, by, destroyed by fire. And now hear this. All the wives had been captured by the enemy and taken away from the city. Now hear this. All the children of the city. The men had been to warfare. And while they were going to war, they came back to find the city of Ziklag burned to the ground. They found their wives and children were gone, taken captive and prisoner by the enemy. The Bible said that the people wept until they had no more power to weep. And then after a while, the, uh, so the, the, uh, the city destroyed, the wives taken captive, the children taken captive, and the people, as it was customary, turned on the leader, David. They said, let's stone David. So there they picked up stones with which to stone David. Their wives gone, their children gone, their houses and all their possessions burned. And David said an amazing thing. It said, David encouraged himself. I like that. Now listen carefully. David encouraged himself. Now, what it means is, you can check the language in the original, you find it means this. David Counsel with himself. He encouraged himself by talking to himself or counseling with himself. Now, maybe he said this. Uh, let's, let's picture David here. You look, at, look at me now. We can write notes and take notes in Bible class. Look at me. I've got some things I want to tell you, and I'm not lecturing you on notes you take and take home with you. I want to change your life this morning. You give me your attention. This is God's message, and I want you to hear it. David could have said something like this. He could have said, Now, David, you've been in trouble before. He talked to himself. He counseled with himself. He encouraged himself. He said, David, you, you've been in trouble before, and God has delivered you before. He knows the way out. Hang in there, David. Maybe he said to himself. He could have said, Don't let them get you down. You killed Goliath. You can make it now. You killed a bear and a lion with your bare hands. You can make it now. There's a way out. God delivered you from the enemy, Saul, when Saul was trying to kill you. There's a way out. Think, David. 
I'm pulling for you, David, said David. And David talked to himself and counseled with himself and encouraged himself. Now, there was nobody there to encourage him. <laughs> David, at this time, <laughs> had no mighty men. There was a time when David had a man that was such a loyal encourager of David that he, he picked up his sword and he, and he fought the battle for David till his hand did cling to the cleave of the sword and you couldn't even uh, pry his hand away from the sword. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? David had <laughs> had men that loyal. One time David was looking out over the, uh, the, 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 the city of Bethlehem, the city of his birth. He, he saw the old hometown. <laughs> He saw the well from which he drank when he was a child. And David meditated and said, out loud, he said, I'd like to have a drink of water from that well again. And some of David's men heard him say, he'd like to have a drink of water from that well again. And those men said, okay, <laughs> you want a drink of water from that well? We'll get you a drink of water. But wait a minute. The entire Philistine army encamped between that well and David's men. <laughs> and they fought their way. These men, three men, fought their way through the entire Philistine army just to get their master a drink of water because his fancy was to drink once again from the old well in Bethlehem. But now David at this place has no mighty men. He has nobody to grant his every request. He has nobody to fight to get him a drink of water. He has nobody to let his hand cleave to the sword. David is by himself. There is no one to place Reese peanut buttercups under his office door. There's nobody there to put their mouth down on the office door and say, I love you, Brother David. There's no deacon there to encourage his heart and say, Pastor, I thank God for you. There's nobody there to write a letter and put it under his door and say, Thank you for the sermon today. If anybody in the whole world has people who encourage him, it must be this preacher. I know I get 50,000 calories a week outside my office door. I mean, uh, and, uh, all cookies and candy, and let's keep it coming, folks. Let's keep it coming now. And uh, so, and uh, and nuts, and uh, I mean, like bass members of the choir and other nuts um, outside my office door. And I, I appreciate that. But now David had that too, but not at this time. Here, the city was destroyed. The wives had been taken. The children taken. Now. It seems to me this is the time when the guys should have stood beside David. They should have said, uh, David, we're for you. You're our commander. But then they got mad at David and said, yeah, the city is destroyed. And our wives are gone. And our kids are gone. They said, let's rise up and stone David. Now, I can't imagine anything any worse than that. City burned. Wives gone. Children gone. And uh, about to be stoned. But the Bible said, David encouraged himself. Listen, there are going to be there. There are times, folks. There will be time, but nobody's going to encourage you. I mean, you've got to encourage yourself. I recall I was preaching in a college in California, and no one particularly liked my preaching. They weren't our kind at all. And boy, I wasn't going over. Nobody said Amen. Nobody said Praise the Lord. And so I got to, I, I preached there all week long, and on Wednesday I got sick of it, so I started saying Amen to myself. I'd say, boy, I'd say, uh, we ought to live right. Amen, Brother Hiles. Amen. That's good preaching. Preach on. Let him have it. And uh, I'd preach a while longer, and I'd say, glory to God. Well, you told him then, Brother Hiles. Amen, amen, amen. That's what David was doing. David didn't have anybody to pat him on the back or to clasp his hand. David said, okay, I'll encourage myself. 
And David talked to himself and said, Oh boy, there's a God in heaven, and that God will show you, and all things do work together for good, and you've been in spots worse than this before, and you've always seen the victory, and God's still on His throne. Let me say this morning, in these days of recession, in these days of uh, 9% unemployment, which I think is padded greatly, I think, the, I think the press is doing more to cause this recession than anybody else. Putting out these, these padded figures about, about inflation, for example. Well, much of that inflation figure is, is, uh, is the increase in rent uh, and, and cost of housing and so forth. And folks own their own houses. They don't have an increase in the payment. And, uh, but, <laughs> it's just a part of the liberal press to try to destroy the greatest nation on the face of this earth. And they're doing a pretty good job of it. But bless God, they're not going to destroy my spirit. Useful house. Well, don't you ever come to places where nobody stands beside you? Yeah. What do you do? I encourage myself. I say, boy, you're doing a good job. Put her there, buddy. Congratulations. <laughs> I encourage myself. And <laughs> I, uh, I preached in a public school not long, far from here, years and seven years ago. <laughs> I stood to preach. I said, let's bow our heads for prayer. And uh, 1,600 students sat out there, and they had another 1,600 coming after that. 3,200 students. I was supposed to speak to 1,600, and they were supposed to leave. Other 1,600 come in. And so <laughs> I said, let's pray. <laughs> well, I was praying. A bunch of punks started saying, you're not supposed to pray in a school. They screamed it. Not supposed to pray in a school. And they started uh, doing their feet like that because I was praying. And I just prayed louder. <laughs> and uh, I started speaking. And they started, they started uh, uh, doing like that. Trying to, and so I just forgot what I was going to speak about and told them what I thought about them. And so, so, uh, and, uh, so uh, while I was speaking, boy, they were throwing stuff at me and walking out for the hundreds, just like my Sunday school class did this morning. And I'm walking out for the hundreds. And I just said, I said, you ought to learn some manners. You ought to learn some decency. I said, you young ladies ought to learn to wear skirts with your blouses. They had many, many skirts on. And I said, you young men ought to get haircuts and look like men. And I just threw a fit. And while I was preaching up there on the platform, I said to myself, amen, amen, amen. Let them have it. That's good preaching, boy. I encouraged myself. After the first session was over, I told the principal, I said, I'm not coming back to preach the second session. He said, I know you're not. And, and uh, we went in his office, and I said, I'm going to tell you something, buddy. You mark it down. I'll never see you again, and if I do, it'll be too soon. But I said, I'll guarantee you, brother, within six months' time, unless something happens in this school, they'll have you hostage in your office. Less than six months passed, I picked up the Tribune, and it said, principal of that school was held three days hostage in his office. <laughs> I, mean, I just cried and cried and, <laughs> and cried. Now, I want to say something, folks. Listen. The truth is, there are dark days. And the truth is, some folks don't have jobs. But the truth is, if there is nobody to encourage you, if there's no hand clasp or pat on the back, I'm not talking about bragging on yourself. I'm talking about counsel yourself and tell yourself that God is still alive. Tell yourself that there's a God in heaven. Tell yourself that God loves you. Remind.
Avenge yourself. Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches, which is by Christ Jesus. Avenge yourself that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm saying these are days when we ought to encourage ourselves to stay in there and do that which is right and remind ourselves that God is able to supply our need. <coughs> Many a time I've had to stand alone somewhere across America <coughs> and I've encouraged myself. <coughs> Many a time I could see no way out, but I sat down in counsel with myself like I've counseled with hundreds of others and said, Son, there is a way out. And God's promises are still true. And here's David with the entire city burned, his own house burned, his own possessions burned, his own wives gone, his own children gone. But David encouraged him, Shall! Many a time when tempted, I've told myself what I have told others when they were likewise tempted. Many times when defeated in the battle, Many times I've said to myself, get up, Jack. Oftentimes I'll, I'll make a mistake. I'll say, get with it, Jack. Get with it. Get up, Jack. I don't want you guys saying, get up, Jack. But uh, <laughs> uh, Amen. Every once in a while it wouldn't hurt. But uh, uh, many times I said, when lonely, when, when lonely I've said to my, I've counseled with myself. <laughs> and I've said, boy, you're fortunate. You live in America. And boy, you don't have to travel much to thank God for America. You live in America. You're fortunate. When I get a little lonely and discouraged, I say to myself, as far as you know, you're in good health. When I say get lonely and discouraged, I, I counsel with myself, and I encourage myself, and I say your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If you died today, you'd go to heaven. God is your Father. Christ is your Savior. The Bible is your book. The Holy Spirit lives in your body. Perk up! I encourage yourself. And I want to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. There's something to it. <laughs> encourage yourself. Years ago, when I first became pastor here, 22 years ago this, this summer, we had a problem, real problem. 22 years ago, right now, we're having a problem. In fact, we may be having them now. But, <laughs> but we had a battle. A lot of folks wanted me to leave the church, and we, we went through it because I'd just gotten here, and I was different, and my methods were somewhat different. And I used to tape record my own voice. And I'd play it to myself all week. And I'd, 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 I'd have these words by my own voice on tape. <laughs> Don't quit. Hang in there. Do right. <laughs> Preach it. I have read, have, have read my own voice recorded time and time. I'd hear it. Be kind. <laughs> Be kind. Don't retaliate. Don't fight back. But preach the truth and stand, having it all to stand. And I'd play my own voice to myself in my study on Saturday night before I'd walk in and preach on Sunday. What was I doing? I was encouraging myself. But you say, preacher, I have nobody to stand beside me. I have nobody that cares. Well, then carry yourself. But I have nobody to encourage me and to push me on. David didn't either. His house was burned. His possessions gone, his wives gone, his children gone. And David was about to be stoned to death. And David said to himself, hang in there, David. Hang in there, David. David said to himself, God can take care of you. David, look at all those psalms you wrote. Are they true or are they not true? 
Those sermons you preach to others, are they good for you or not good for you? And the Bible says David encouraged himself. When I was in college, I used to say to myself, you can stay awake during chapel. And you can't. I had to work day and night. You can stay awake. I'd say it to myself. Oh, I recall when I was 1,200 feet in the air in the paratroopers years ago, a sergeant behind me suggesting that I exit the premises and me not feeling led whatsoever to do so. I'd say to myself, you can jump. Jack, if that guy over there can do it, you can do it. And he was saying, if old Howes can do it, I can do it. If either one of us had quit, the other had quit too. But I've said to myself, you can jump. Oh, let me tell you, I, I get so tired of excuses. Well, I'd do better, but my wife doesn't cooperate, somebody said. Okay, then cooperate this out. But my, my preacher said to me, but my deacons, they don't, they don't stand beside. Okay, stand beside yourself. But there's nobody to hold my hand up. Then hold your own hand up. I get so tired of this civilization. <laughs> a fellow turns out bad because he says he didn't have enough cognitive raw when he was a baby. Or his dad didn't take him to watch the Cubs enough. That's one of the best things that ever happened to you, son. <laughs> More folks turned out bad because they watched the Cubs and because they didn't watch the Cubs. But his dad didn't take him fishing. I've got a Bible here that says every man must give account of himself to God. Encourage yourself. Get your... Listen, they call that leadership. <laughs> Self-motivation. Self-encouragement. David encouraged himself <laughs> in the Lord. Little widow, rearing your children alone... <laughs> Trying to make ends meet? Encourage yourself. Remind yourself of God's promises to widows in the Bible. Remind yourself of God's promises to feed His own in the Bible. Encourage yourself. Unemployed father, <laughs> seeking employment, discouraged this morning because you can't get a job and feed your own family, and, and, and lonely and disconsolate because you're tired, of not working with your own hands and providing for your own, encourage yourself. Discouraged parent with an unruly child, heartbroken because your child is not living for God, encourage yourself. Remind yourself that there's a God in heaven. Don't listen, there's going to be a day coming when you won't have Brother House to say this to you. You got to learn to encourage yourself. There's going to come when you students won't have Howells Anderson College Chapel. There's going to come you teenagers won't have Hammond Baptist High School. There's going to come when I'll be in heaven and most of you will still be living. You won't have me stand up here and uh, try to encourage you and say there's a God in heaven. You got to come to the place where you say to yourself there's a God in heaven. There's going to come when you won't have me to say be not dismayed whatever betide. God will take care of you beneath His wings of love abide. God will take care of you. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. I remind you of that, but that is going to come when I won't be here to do that. It's time some of us got to where we encouraged ourselves, reminded ourselves, strengthened ourselves, counseled with ourselves, and got that inner strength that comes from encouraging 
ourselves. Defeated college student, seeing no way out, can't pay your bill, don't see no way out. <laughs> Encourage yourself. Undisciplined one, Encourage yourself to read the Bible. Tell yourself, read the Bible, son. Read the Bible, son. Encourage yourself to pray. Encourage yourself to witness. Encourage yourself to resist temptation. Encourage yourself to come to church. Encourage yourself to do that, that which is right. You've heard the story. It's been told by every preacher that's ever preached a sermon and dozens of times by each one about the Indian who said, uh, said, white dog inside me, and black dog inside me, and white dog fight black dog, and black dog fight white dog. And somebody said, which one wins the fight, the white dog or the black dog? And he said, the one I say sick him to. And that's the way it is in life. This, you can be discouraged or defeated, depending on whether or not you encourage yourself. You can be the victor or the loser, depending on whether or not you encourage yourself. You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be under the circumstances. You don't have to stay down the dust. You don't have to live underneath the juniper tree. There is a way to live a victorious life. That way is not, must not be dead. Listen, any encouragement you get from others ought to be bonus, but not the criterion of success. Anytime people brag on you or pat you on the back or give you something to encourage you, that's good, but don't let that become necessary to your success. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. Young person tempted to sin, <laughs> encourage yourself not to do it. Encourage. Just say to yourself, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. You can win the victory. You don't have to lose the battle. Encourage yourself. It's 10.30 <laughs> at night, 11 o'clock. It's in anywhere city, USA. <laughs> I have preached again, as I've done for these many years across this country, around the world. I go to my room. <coughs> Nobody there to say, you did well. Nobody there to say, I'm proud of you. Nobody there to say, you stood for what you believe. And night after night, I've preached and tried to preach what I thought was right <coughs> and gone to my room. And nobody even shook my hand. I recall that you're... By that day, night up in Canada, when nobody shook my hand in the house where I stayed, put me on the floor, didn't give me a bed to sleep in. I slept on a mat, on a, on a pad on the floor. Everybody else slept in a nice bed. Next morning they had breakfast, didn't even ask me to come in and eat. That's the time the little, little, little boy who, who learned to like me there uh, opened the door and stuck his hand through and gave me a little old Henry candy bar. It used to be cost two cents apiece. Now they cost five dollars, I imagine, but. <laughs> Two cents a pm, <laughs> and uh, and I've been in many a motel at night when I had I had delivered my soul, and I had known what I said was right. I knew it was right, and I wanted to be loved, but I wasn't, and I wanted to be popular, but I wasn't, and I wanted folks to like what I said, but they did not. Many a night I've looked in the mirror and said, "Son, you're not the best preacher in the world, but you stood for what you thought was right tonight." Me and I, I've looked in the mirror and I've said, okay, so nobody liked it. <laughs> you got another day here. 
and you dread going back tomorrow, but son, you know what you preached was right, and you know it was the truth, and you know your heart was full of love while you preached it, son, and you hang in there, and you preach what's right, then don't you turn back. Listen, what I'm trying to say is there's nothing quite as bad as, as being ashamed of yourself. There's nothing quite as bad as looking at the man you shame in the morning and be ashamed of him. I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, you keep a clear conscience. And you encourage yourself. Okay, we're having a recession. Okay. Okay, some folks have lost their jobs, and I'm sorry, God knows my heart goes out to you. But your wife hasn't yet been taken captive, and your children still sleep in the bedroom at your house. <laughs> And your house hasn't been burned to the ground and nobody's threatened to kill you in the next few minutes. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself to keep going. And the going gets rough. <laughs> Say to yourself, keep on, self. Keep on. Keep on going. Don't turn back. Don't stop. There's a God. He loves you. He, can, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He'll supply your need. Keep on. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still trotting as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Say to yourself, I will not quit. 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 I will go on. 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 But you say you don't understand the circumstances. I have folks that don't like me. I think it's nice to be loved. I do not know of anyone who enjoys being appreciated more than I do. I do not know anyone that enjoys an amen more than I do. Or enjoys a thoughtful reminder. The pennies under my door. The nickels. I appreciate those more than the pennies. I appreciate the dimes twice as much. I appreciate the nickels. And the quarters I appreciate two and a half more times than the dimes. But folks, we're, ha we're having an inflation i got to have more than pennies and nickels now. I love them. <laughs> you heard me tell about that little child several years ago that Sunday night about ten minutes to six before Christian, that's the time he stuck a, stuck a penny under my door. <laughs> I saw a finger under there. And then a nickel, and then a dime, and a quarter. And then there was silence. No activity. I saw that same little finger reach in and try to get the quarter back. He had second thought. <laughs> <laughs> but he just—he barely could touch it. As he touched it, he pushed it a little farther in. Then the finger pulled out, and a ballpoint pen came out of the door, <laughs> like that. You say, "Why didn't you push the quarter close to the door?" Because I needed the, the money, stupid. <laughs> and as he touched the quarter, he just pushed it farther in. And then, about two minutes passed, and a little limb off a tree <laughs> came under my door. He never got the quarter. <laughs> when I saw that limb, I figured it's time to get that quarter and move it. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. 
Nobody enjoys hearing, there's a good message. Whether it's good or not, I still like to hear it. I enjoy it. But I refuse to succeed or fail on the basis of external encouragement. I know preachers, you put them in front of the pastor's school and they'll cut the mustard. But you put them out at the Slippery Rock Baptist Church in Goose Creek, Texas. And they'll fizzle. You know why? I know singers. You give them a bunch of, you give them a thousand preachers, say, Amen! Hallelujah! Lord of God! Boy, they'll go to town. But you let them sing to 14 folks who are sleeping. I refuse. I, I, I refuse. I sometimes pre- I, <laughs> I'll preach, and I'll see folks shaking their head while I preach. I won't look at them. I won't look at them. I find somebody smiling. I can't find anybody smiling. I shut my eyes and picture myself smiling. I'm 55 years old. I may not have long to live. I have 70 years left to live. I've got 14 and a half more. And I am not going to let external circumstances determine victory or defeat. I am going to take every bit of encouragement folks give me and thank God for it and revel in it and rejoice in it. Oh, when there comes a time when nobody touches my hand as encouragement and nobody speaks a word of warm breath toward me, and the Reese peanut butter cups do not come. By the way, in Germany, I got Reese peanut butter cups. Somebody knocked on my door late Tuesday night real hard and uh, went to the door. Nobody was there, but a Reese peanut butter cup was outside my door. But the day comes when they won't be there. The day comes and nobody's going to encourage you. And the day comes and doing right will have to cause you to walk alone. The day's going to come when a house is burned. <coughs> and the goods are destroyed. And the wives have been taken and the children have been captured and held hostage. And those that are the dearest to you are going to rise up and say, It's your fault! And you're going to stand by yourself. Encourage yourself. This morning. I just read yesterday. To check to see if it's real. Philippians 4.19 is still in the book. I just checked it yesterday. Jeremiah 33.3 has not been revoked since I talked to you last. I just read it yesterday. Matthew 6.33 is still in the Bible. And every promise in that book is still alive. Heaven still has gold in the streets. Jesus still loves you. God is still your Father. He is still preparing a place for you in the sky. I checked it last night. He is still coming in the clouds of glory. Encourage Yourself. Rise up, Job, with your children dead and your body diseased. Rise up, Job, with your wife's loyalty having gone. Rise up, Job, with all of your stocks and bonds have gone but may be brought to naught. 
and your, your asses and your camels and your sheep dead. Rise up, Job! Encourage yourself. Lying there in the ash heap of the city dump, scraping his body with an old piece of metal. Oh, Job, how you feel? Wife just forsook you. Kids are all dead. Disease grips your body. All your wealth is gone. And you had four friends you thought, and they forsaken you. How do you feel now, Job, old boy? Said the devil. I told God you'd turn. How do you feel, Job? Job raises himself without a friend to pat his back or a friend to grip his hand or say, God bless you, I'm proud of you. And Job looks up and through a diseased body, broke and forsaken and forgotten, Job said, I know, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and he shall stand again at the latter day. And see him as he waves his old leprous arms. Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Get on your knees this morning if everything's going bad. Get on your knees and grab this book and squeeze it to your breast this morning. And look up to God and in purpose yourself. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, preachthebible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit knvbc.com for Christian music you can trust.